proclaiming that, that we have a God who never changes, whose love never changes, is open, good, and gracious, no matter what. And so that's important, um, especially in crazy weeks like this past one has been, um, that we can rest in that. And so we try, in the midst of everything and every season, to have a lot of fun at our house. And the mother of our household, my wife Lindsay, leads the way. But I brought a quick glimpse of what a normal Saturday looks like at my house. Um, Some of you may have seen this video before. Uh, This is just what Hudson, my son, and I do on Saturday. We have dance parties all the time. And so on this particular Saturday, though, um, something was pretty special about this. So Hudson looks up at me with exuberance and just says, Daddy, we're on a team. And I was like, yeah, man, we're on a dance team, and we are pretty awesome. I mean, we're not on a dance team like people would watch us dance, Um, but if I were preaching, hypothetically, I could make them watch us dance, Um, just (laughs) hypothetically. But all of a sudden, when he said that, we weren't just dancing. We were a part of something together, Um, something bigger than ourselves. We were dancing together for a purpose. We were on a team, and this was a moment of pure joy. Uh, Because there's something in each of us that's longing to be a part of something greater, something bigger um, than just us. To find purpose and mission and community. To dance for something that matters. And that joy that Hudson and I felt was just a microcosm of this greater truth. Because this bigger purpose is exactly what we were built for. There's this whisper to us, this invitation that is always there to take who we are, and open it to what God is doing in this world. To begin to move together with the one who built us and created us, who shaped us and formed us and knows us and calls us. To be a part of God's mission of reconciliation and restoration for all people, especially in our diversity together. To be a part of that mission in our homes, in our workplaces, in our communities, to show the world the love of God, to be on hashtag team love. And there is a place for you in that, no matter what, even if your dance moves are um, unique like Drake's and your turtleneck are um, one of a kind, there's a place for you here too, Drake, in the midst of that. But getting to do this, getting to dance this dance over these last four weeks with you has been absolutely incredible. And what will make the weeks to come, the future together, incredible as well. Um, Even if this is your first week here, we're glad you're here. Um, Because there is good stuff ahead, and there's a place for you in this journey to get to do all of this together with each of you as a team, to welcome all, to lift high and encounter the truth of God's love and God's grace, to lift up the way of Christ and the goodness of God has been amazing, indescribably amazing. I wish you could see my inbox on Monday morning and just hear the way that God is working, seeing each of us here and rest in God's love and God's purpose for you no matter what, no matter your doubts, your questions, your imperfections, your orientation, your affiliation, you are beloved and called by a good God. And together we are invited to be a part of something, to be open to God and to each other, to be open to the future together. What's been most amazing about this journey these last few weeks has been that we have gotten to do this in the empowering love of God who is at work in this place, among you, in you, and through you. The energy, the spirit, the life, 
changing, renewing breakthrough and purpose has been amazing. And only in a place where God is moving does this spirit show up. But every step of the way that we've taken, we have seen that God's heart and God's work is a few steps ahead of us, going before us, preparing the way, stirring our hearts to listen and calling us to be people, a team of inclusive community, of uplifting mission, of radical love in this community for all the children of God. And I cannot wait to see what happens next. So what do we do next? Um, that's a great question. <laughs> if any of you know a clear answer, just email me, um, especially if you figured out the chair and the space problem. Uh, we'd love to hear that answer. But seriously, we, uh, we're excited about what's to come, and we do, have a, we do have a plan. We'll talk specifics about going forward, about small groups, and about service at a later date. But today, I want to zero in of the heart, on the heart of this community going forward. Our team identity, our story that we get to write with God together. Who are we to be? So as I was thinking about this, I thought about one of my favorite places in Scripture. It was a place that was written by a guy named Paul. And here's why it kind of connects with where we are right now. It's because Paul was someone who went around and helped start new communities in new places for new people. And in this passage that we're about to read, he was writing to some people who'd seen some amazing things. Seeing God do and stir some incredible things in their community, but they were, they were new with this and needed to know how to step into the future together, the heart of this story. And I think maybe we can hear a word for us in this as well. And so I'm going to read this whole section just because it's rich and it's beautiful, and we'll go back in and we'll dial in on a couple of specific points, but I just want you to hear the overview of what Paul is saying to this community. He says, for God, Christ's love compels us. For we are convinced that one died for all, and he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. And all of this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave to us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ and has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are, therefore, Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We'll stop there. I want to go back to the very tag end part of that particular scripture because there's some beauty in this. It says that he is... God has reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us this message and this ministry of reconciliation. We're therefore Christ's ambassadors, it says, as though God were making his appeal through us. That word reconciliation that appears over and over in this passage of scripture that God is doing in us and that we are called to as well is this beautiful biblical word. Reconciliation means to reestablish a broken relationship. That means to, to build bridges between divided people and to exchange separation for a relationship of friendship. It's more than just bringing people together. It's about creating something new, a new reality, a peace and goodness and friendship and community where before there was only 
separation. It says that this is the work that God has been doing in each of us and longs to do in each of our hearts, reconciling us to God, awakening us to the truth that nothing separates us from the love of God in Christ and letting us find peace and grace and newness and life in the love of God, reconciling Because what we begin to find when we, no matter where we've been or what our story, when we turn our heart toward God is the open arms of reconciliation, of love, of peace, of kindness, of restored relationship. But the scripture goes on and it says that God has given us this same ministry, that we're called to be reconcilers, to love as we've been loved. The same peacemaking, welcoming, loving mission of God is given to us as well. This is reconciliation between each of us together, between each other and God. This is a mission to build a new kind of community in our world, a new kind of team, one of open arms and a heart that is rooted in love and compelled forward by the love of Christ. So we've been given this ministry of reconciliation and entrusted with this message, it says, that this is our calling and our responsibility as we step into the future and write this story with our God together. That when the world around us is separating and seems to be pulling apart at the seams, it's our turn to step up and open up and come together. So, okay, reconciliation, that's great, that's a beautiful idea. How in the world do we even start doing that in our world? Our world that seems so divided by race, by class, by ethnicity, where Longhorns and Aggies can't even be in the same conference anymore, (laughs) right? Much less be reconciled to each other. Well, Paul says, here's how we do it. We live out this ministry of reconciliation by being ambassadors of Christ's love. By being ambassadors of Christ's love. In Jesus' day, to be an ambassador was the same thing that it means today. Um, An ambassador was someone who was empowered, entrusted to represent, deliver a message, and carry out the work of the one who sent them. We're ambassadors of Christ's love. Empowered, called to represent and to carry out the work of that love in our world. Being an ambassador is not a nine-to-five job, right? It's more than being a Subway sandwich artist. Um, It's a way of life. Nothing against that. I did that in college. Um, (laughs) But everywhere ambassadors go, that's their identity. Every room that they walk into, in some way, they embody this role and they embody the one that sent them. It's a pretty crazy, huge calling to be an ambassador of Christ's love. And so what are ambassadors of Christ supposed to be like? Anybody got a guess? That's yeah, rhetorical guess. Ambassadors of Christ are supposed to be like Christ. Boom. Brilliant, huh? I know what you're thinking, like no doy, right? Um, ambassador of Christ is supposed to be like Christ. That's brilliant. Thank you. Here's your sermon. Go in peace. Um, happy Mother's Day, everyone. Thank you for coming. But this is such an important thing to grasp, (laughs) and it's important for us to hear because so often many of of us in here have struggled with church in those very places and times where the church has not been like Christ, where it doesn't love like Jesus. Throughout human history and in the present day, whenever the church has built barriers instead of bridges, When the church has sought power for itself rather than laying itself down for others like Christ did. When the church has been so busy making a point that it forgets to make a difference in our world, it does not look like Christ. 
and it breaks the heart of our God because we are called to be ambassadors of God's precious Son. We're called to be ambassadors of Christ. Wherever we go, the Christ who broke down barriers and tore the veil, who loved the outsider and the stranger, who drew near to those who thought God would never draw near to them, who counted as his 12 disciples upon whom he would build the church, zealots and conservatives and fishermen and philosophers and young and old and devout and doubters. We're ambassadors of that Christ ministers of reconciliation in our world, peacemakers who love as we've been loved, as if God were making God's appeal through us. So how do we, how do, we do that? What's the characteristic of Christ's love that we're called to embody in our world? I think in this passage, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, there are three things that I want to lift up today about the characteristic of God's love that God's calling us to write together. First is this. Christ's love is inclusive. It's inclusive. And so here's what it says in 2 Corinthians 5, 15 through 17. He died for all. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. The old has gone. The new has come. Christ did not love as the world loved. From a worldly point of view of in and out and laws and rules, he loved all and he gave all for those around him. That anyone who would come could be made new, to find purpose, to join the team, to discover who they were built to be. That's what Jesus was up to. All, whosoever, anyone, those are Jesus' words. Jesus came for all people, not just church people. And so the church should be for all people, just like Jesus, period. And that also means, and this is so affirming to us, that Christ's inclusive love includes you (laughs) and me as well. God does not see you from a human point of view. God knows who you really are and loves you just as you are. Being made new does not mean that the old is blown up, but instead that God uncovers who you really are and brings you into full new life. And God needs all of us as unique, diverse ambassadors to make sure that this whole world, unique and diverse, is invited to experience Christ's inclusive love. So when my wife and I got married, um, she had never seen Star Wars. I know, gasp, gasp. I had never seen Friends. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Believe it or not, both of us were loved just as we are. Um, but both of us were needed to reach the whole spectrum in the world. I'm the ambassador to the Star Wars crowd, and she's the ambassador to the Friends people. And that should pretty much cover everybody in the whole world between those two circles, right? It's the same for every single one of us. The beauty and diversity of this open team of ambassadors that we are all needed. In the places we go, in our unique characteristics, God calls us to be ambassadors in those places, right? In the cosplay, Star Wars places, and in the places where you just Netflix and chill and watch friends together, God calls us to be ambassadors. And so that means that we're called to be ambassadors for all people. And that means you, beloved child of God. 
Second thing from this scripture is this, is that God's love, that Christ's love is missional. Missional is one of my favorite words, but it's a church word. And it's so churchy that in um, Microsoft Word, it gets a red underline underneath it. So um, missional means to be sent, to go out, to be sent out. That our love and our lives are to be sent out beyond ourselves. And so what sends us out? Well, Christ's love compels us, it says. It calls us to give our life and our love for others. That because Christ died for all, those who live should no longer live for themselves. We're to love as we've been loved. And just like Christ gave himself for us, we are to no longer live just for ourselves, but to give ourselves for others. So what are we sent out to do? Well, to reconcile. Um, I love that. That's Brandenburg Concerto. It's better than when Kid Rock starts on my phone in the midst of church. Um, so we're called out to do, to reconcile, to make peace, to help people find peace with God, with each other, to help people find peace with themselves. That's the work that we do as ambassadors in every act of kindness and goodness and grace in our world. Every invitation to come find life and truth represents the love of Christ. Because in some way, this, the future we're building together, exists for the people who are not yet here. We're on a mission, and there are thousands of people out there who are searching and hungering, struggling who are looking to find a glimpse of God's love and acceptance. And your kindness, your invitation, your listening ear, your love is a pathway for reconciliation. This team is on mission, sent out to love the world just like Jesus did. Finally, there's this, that Christ's love is radical. It's important to say that Christ's love is radical, because I don't want us to be misunderstood. When we hear that word radical, um, it might seem that we need to like grab our bullhorn and our picket sign and head out to the UNT campus to do our work. But the radical heart of our story comes from a different place. It comes from love. It is Christ's love that compels us. The word radical at its core means to the root. It's connected with the word radish, which is the most radical of all vegetables, as you know. Um, but Jesus said that at the root of our love and the root of our life with God, our community and our calling here is love. Here's what Jesus says is the root of all of this story. He says, love, Lord, your God, with all your heart and your mind and your soul. Um, and a second commandment is just like this. Love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang the law and the prophets love God and love neighbor. This is the radical root of the heart of God. The love of God and neighbor. And we are rooted in this simple truth that God is love and that all around us are of unimaginable sacred worth no matter what. So the root of our message is love for God and for neighbor. And so what God is doing here is radical. In love, helping others be reconciled, helping us be reconciled, to find peace and healing and grace with a God who is good, and it is so incredibly important. It is the most radical thing, at the root of everything. 
And it says that this message is being delivered through us. That we are Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us to the whole world. Not just through words, but through our lives, through our actions, and through places like this. So ambassadors are empowered to represent and to work on behalf of the love of Christ. To carry on what Jesus did. The Jesus who put into action the radical truth that God so loved this world. The Jesus who inclusively loved those that society had excluded. Who radically loved God and neighbor. Who missionally gave everything for those around him and brought reconciliation to this world and will bring it in fullness. That's what we were built to do, created to do. That's our purpose together for something greater. That's our team. And when we live that out, when we open and each of us live that out, we will find the profound purpose that we were built for, that we were built to dance for. So I was trying to think of some modern day ambassadors that I know. And I thought about the team that's here with us today. Um, Back in the back, you'll see an FC Dallas flag, which not only represents who we support, um, but it's also something special that's going on today. There's a bake sale going on in the back of the room. Um, If having a bake sale is not being an ambassador of love, I'm not sure what is. But back in the back are uh, two friends, Joey and Christy Dean, who are part of the larger community here at Open, and They've brought some friends with them and some other people who've been involved in this. Uh, They've been ambassadors of the inclusive, missional, radical love of God. And today is just one example. For the last few years, um, they and some of their friends have been building bridges with the Chin community in Denton County. The Chin are a people group who've come to the United States as refugees from Myanmar, uh, a country in Southeast Asia with a brutal military dictatorship. And their people have experienced great suffering and have found refuge here. They came to the United States to Denton County with nothing tangible at all. They had their strong community, their strong faith, their strong ethic, which is enough. But nothing tangible. And so many in the community are vulnerable, impoverished, and because of language and culture, excluded. But Joey and Christy were ambassadors of God's inclusive love. Uh, Through communities and schools, they and others began meeting kids at a local apartment complex where the kids lived to play and to have fun with them, including those who felt excluded. And there they fell in love, not with their love, but with Christ's love that compelled them to go deeper. So they began to build relationships and friendships across places where barriers could exist. They helped out at school. And then because the kids were super soccer crazy, like every good kid should be, they helped support and start and coach a soccer team. Um, For these kids, this was creating something good and something new. Being on that team, playing for something more, gave these kids purpose and stability and meaning and accountability, a place where they could be themselves, something that caused them to put on a dress shirt and a tie on a Sunday morning when even the pastor is not even doing that. What's up back there? <laughs> a place where they could be themselves and taught them and helped them learn how to be a part of this community together. It was the creative, inclusive love of God in 
action. But like so often happens, Joey and Christy were compelled to go farther. And as ambassadors of missional love, not just in word, but in action, they adopted a family, an extended family, and began mentoring them, helping them navigate what it means to be an immigrant in America and all the paperwork that goes with it, the ups and downs of life with this family, and just being with and loving them through everything. Truly missional living, their lives sent out for the sake of those around them. And at the root of all of this was a powerful, simple, radical love of God and neighbor. A love that opens doors. So it's been hard lately to be an immigrant or a refugee in our communities. And I asked Joey about the stress of that in the Chen community. Uh, the family that they mentor has been waiting for eight years to bring their grandparents over from Myanmar, and it might not happen. But in the midst of that uncertainty, the radical love that they've experienced, especially from the American ambassadors of Christ's love who are in their life, has brought peace, has been incredibly reconciling and healing. It's often the Chen or one of those groups of people who are invisible, who work the overnight shift at Walmart and at the chicken plants and the factories. They could be invisible, but when the love of God intersects with them, it says and speaks clearly, you are seen and you are loved and you are valued. And these ambassadors embody the love of God in flesh and carry on God's good work. So this little soccer team uh, and soccer ministry has grown from a YMCA team to a traveling league around Denton. They got to pick out their uniforms, and of course, they went with hot pink, because that's what you would pick out when you're starting a soccer team. And some of these kids now have been invited and have the opportunity to play for FC Dallas Academy. Um, these kids have been working incredibly hard, uh, earning money and scholarships, doing community service. Uh, I've even got a picture of them helping us in this space here, getting tangled up in the curtains um, <laughs> that we were taking down from up there. And Joey said, in all these things, we're just trying to open up opportunity for them because that's what love does. It opens doors, it builds bridges, it brings opportunity for life. Some of the kids have opportunity now to play club soccer, to go to college, to help their family, and to let the love they've received grow and spread through their communities. So here at Open, over the last few weeks, we've been lifting high this thesis that we have, that as we live into the purpose of God for us, as we awaken to who God has built us to be, what we discover is who we truly are flourishing and full in the love and the grace and the call and the purpose of God. And so I asked Joey, how did this ministry resonate with who you were? How did it help fulfill who you were built to be? And so Joey said, I went to journalism school at UNT. Uh, I had a dream to travel the world and tell the stories of people so that they could have worth and opportunity to lift the vulnerable and include the excluded. And the path that he is on now is different than that. There'll be no New York Times byline for him. Maybe a Neighbors Go article here or there. But in this ministry, he says, I'm getting to do exactly what I always dreamed of doing and so much more. Lifting the vulnerable. Loving the wide world that is right here in our communities. It's just that rather than telling someone else's story, He's a part of writing that story. 
And it's his story, too, of writing, of creating, of being a part of making in the power of God a future that is open. And it is nothing he's imagined, but it is so much more than he dreams. And so this is what God does. This is what God does when we begin to live into the call to be ambassadors of Christ. God helps us become who we were built to be, which is nothing like what we can imagine, but so much more than we can dream. And this is the heart of our calling. This is the heart of our team going forward. This is the story that we are called to write together in the grace and the love and the power of God that we might be reconcilers, ambassadors of Christ's inclusive, missional, and radical love together to write a new creative story in the love of God. To bring this message of the love of God, the grace-filled good news and peacemaking into a world that is desperate for it. To make a space for each one of us and for all people so that others can find in the depth of their spirit and the truth of who they are that they are loved by God. We're ambassadors who represent the love of Christ, who deliver the message, who are empowered to carry out the work of the one who sent us. That's our story. And that's the story that we are called to write together. So, team, I cannot wait to see what happens next. Let's pray together. Gracious, loving God, who is with us and with all people always, God, thank you for awakening us this morning, God, on this journey to your love for us. God, thank you for reconciling and making peace with us that when we turn to you, no matter where we are, God, we turn and find a heart of grace and peace. We find your love. And so help us hear this call to be ambassadors of your love, to do the same thing, to help make peace in our world with others and with you. God, we thank you for the opportunity to write a story with you. God, to create a future with you. God, thank you for the opportunity to be a part of your team and the way that we find ourselves fully in that. We pray this in your incredible name, in your incredible love, and in the grace of your son, Jesus Christ.